Blog Talk Radio. kinds of questions we'll talk about in this show. Your hosts, Leslie and Tracy, will share their experiences, but also want to learn from your insights, your questions, and your suggestions. So, don't just listen in. Call us with your comments. Good morning, and welcome to Say Yes to Spirit. My name is Tracy. And Leslie. And we're here to encourage you on your spiritual path. Actually, we're here to encourage ourselves on our (laughs) spiritual path, but we hope you get something out of it as well. And today, our theme is going to be perception. And um, we chose this theme actually in response to a request from a listener from our inaugural show, 13 or 14 weeks ago, um, who suggested that one week we might talk about perception and what that has to do with saying yes to spirit. So that is what we're going to focus on today. Last week we talked about creativity, and if you haven't listened to that show, please go to the... um, the blog main page and look at available episodes and we talked about how um, saying yes to spirit unleashes the creative process for each one of us and not just the artistic process but the ability to create what we want in our lives. And I don't remember if it was last week or a few weeks ago but at one point we talked about uh, you know, our environment and, and the state of our envir- environment being a reflection of our internal state. Yeah, and we I, did talk about yeah, that. And I just wanted to just make a, a verbal acknowledgement that I cleaned out my car last week. So, yeah. so that's a, you know, Oh, my goodness. So, so I, I, internally, I must be doing much better, right? Right? I just really wanted to affirm myself officially here. And, um, and creativity uh, you know, I do think if I'm if my space around me is uh, open and um, you know in some state of order, that my creativity, my uh, ability to be in touch with with spirit has a, a clearer channel. Because certainly, I'm not going to suggest because I tend to be one of those people that kind of collects things around me. So I don't think that that necessarily completely impedes my ability to be spiritual, but Certainly when there's a clear space, um, I do think that opens up the flow to creativity and the, the flow to God in my connection. So are you saying that God can can speak to and through me in my living room but not in my bedroom? That's a mess. <laughs> exactly. God really doesn't go where he can't be uh, God. See, I dare go saying he again. i gotta, I got to get my little rubber band out and slap my wrist. But creativity last week was really interesting, I do think, as far as, um, you know, getting in touch with co-creating our lives. That's what I took away from last week was, you know, the creation that we're, the idea that we are co-creating our lives and and how that idea is, you know, new to me in the recent years, getting involved at the Center for Spiritual Living. And I really do just, I have bought into that idea so quickly. So co-creating our lives. And then, because I've been a... um, in marketing or sales a lot of my life and perception uh, today, that topic is going to be very interesting to me because I say that a lot, that, that actually all there is is perception. So um, I'm interested to see how we tie co-creating our lives into perception because I think there's a, a thread there somehow. So um, I, I think you're right that we are going to be able to tie these two together pretty easily And we'll start doing that once we take a little bit of a break, and then we'll come back and we will jump right into perception.
Welcome back to Say Yes to Spirit, encouraging you on your spiritual path. And I'm looking at Tracy, wondering if she has a, a quote for today, for perception. Oh, no, you're like, I, I'm not you're doing the a quote, girl. I'm not doing a quote today yeah, because quote. I can't do the same thing every week. Well, I so well, should we talk about routine once a week? Is that well, good or bad? Well, I have a I have a pers- I have a um, comment. Oh, okay. A discussion okay. Awesome. to share, but Please. not a not a quote from a book. Start us off. So yesterday, comment. I was I was uh, chatting with the famous Chris Trelawney Ross. Yes. Who does that voice intro for us at the beginning of the show? Awesome. And I was talking with Chris and. He asked what was the theme for the show this week, and I said, it's perception. And he said, oh, that should be really interesting because, and this is definitely a paraphrase, so Chris, if you're listening, you know, I'm not really quoting you. Um, But as a paraphrase, he said, yeah, you know, that should be really interesting because you know how people tease others for looking through the world through rose-colored glasses? So the reality is all of us, are looking through the world with some color lens on. Oh, I like that. Right. It's mm-hmm. like, and so, it, you know, one person might be rose-colored glasses, somebody else might be blue or black or gray, but it's it's about your filters mm-hmm. and what is going on with you that causes you to make up the story mm-hmm. about whatever is going on with the people around you or the situation you find yourself in. Mm. And it really is our own perception mm-hmm. about whether it's good or bad or whether someone is right or wrong. And it all depends on what color lenses you're looking through. And I loved, loved, loved that. I love that, and that's full of a couple of different things. One, the obvious, that, that everyone has their own colored glasses of perception. And two, why do we tend to just want to bat somebody down when they're looking through rose-colored glasses? Why do we always get like so, oh, they just see everything so positive. They just are happy all the time. What's wrong with them? Don't they know the world's falling apart? I mean, you know, I think there's two different things there because I do think people that I certainly have gotten feedback in, in my lifetime when when I would, you know, really legitimately be like, you know, life is good regardless of what's happening, really get kind of a backlash from, from, people, from yeah. some people about that. So there's two different things in his little his little story there that I think are... Yeah, and I agree with that. I and I think for you know, for us when we're saying yes to spirit and for anyone when you're saying yes to spirit, you show up in the world a whole different way. You know that bottom line everything is just the way it's supposed to. You mm-hmm. know that um the energy of spirit and the love of spirit is in everything and are is there is going to be good to come of whatever mm-hmm. it is that doesn't seem so good or so great right at that moment. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, to other people, that looks like you're being Pollyannish or you're looking through rose-colored glasses, and and they don't get it. Right. But isn't that, you know, how we want to be in the world? Yeah, and I always kind of come back to people about, well, you know, it's a choice. I, I said that. People, you know, it's like I'm a choice. I can either be this kind of term Pollyannish, or I can be, oh my God, this is just the most horrible thing that's ever happened in the whole world, and won't get better, you know. And I, and I, uh, you know, have gone through stages in my life where I'm saying in my head, this is the most horrible thing that I won't ever, you know, recover, and and say out out of my mouth, you know, this is going to all work out for the good. And then, you know, over time, I've been able to draw those two things a little bit closer, but. Um, you know, it is fascinating to me how people will choose to absolutely dig in and commit to, no, this is the most horrible thing ever. <laughs> it's like, man, you know, it, it, it doesn't have to be. You it's know. the most horrible thing ever, and it's going to last forever. forever. My life yeah. is over. Uh-huh. My life is ruined. Uh-huh. I will never, ever have a good day in my life. And you, that's as I'm saying that out loud and being a little flip about it, you know, I also have a lot of compassion for people. If you're a parent and your child is killed, right? Or you're, or you're um, a partner in a committed relationship, or you're married and your partner or spouse is diagnosed with stage four cancer and you didn't expect it, and I mean there's not been any illness. 
you know, yes, your life is going to be changed forever because this is a major event. So I have compassion for people who feel like now my life is ruined or my life is over and I'll never be able to get over this, but I don't buy into it. Mm-hmm. So I have compassion for someone feeling that way, but because I know that's, that it doesn't have to be the end of life, mm-hmm. it's like compassion doesn't mean agreement. Right. It is a it is a sticky wicket to um, when someone is is having a, a a human catastrophe, a death of a loved one, or illness of a loved one, or you know, death of a four legged child as well as a two legged child. You know, I have to throw that in there for yes. my own self. But um, you know, to 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 be able to really stand in truth of all is well and you are whole as you experience in the human realm something different. It is very it can seem almost condescending when when I'm around people and I try not to um I try not to seem I guess I don't know what the word is, condescending or seem you know, like I'm discounting their experience even though I want them to discount their experience. Does that does that make sense? I don't yeah. wanna I don't want I don't want to discount it, but I want you to be able to see there's a bigger a both and happening. Yes, yeah. this is happening, and the truth is, ultimately, that it's really not happening. And that's a whole, you know, deep, deep, deep kind of thing. Right, which we're not able to do in many, if not most, conversations with most people. We used to, uh, 12-step programs, people that didn't go to 12-step programs, we called them earth people. <laughs> we were like... You can't say this to Earth people because they won't get it. You know how we could do it. Twelve says we could confront each other or say things to each other in a way that we got and we understood that it was coming from love, but, you know, we were trying to kind of push each other into solution. And I think about that with uh, some of the spiritual lingo that I talk about with people that that don't um, have kind of a knowledge base of what I'm saying. You know, it can it can seem pretty um, pretty cruel, actually, some of the things. So what about that phrase that, you know, I've heard since I was tiny, perception is reality? Well, I tell you, if you work uh, in any kind of healthcare or any kind of service-oriented environment where um, where I've worked a lot of my years and, you know, perception is reality. When I worked at a hospice and uh, the patient would have the expectations the nurse was going to be there at two, and the nurse didn't realize she had really given them any kind of time frame and didn't show up till five, and then they're freaking out, and they're having this, you know, huge reaction on the phone. You people don't know what you're doing, and how can we trust my dad's final days to you, and your nurse can't even show up. And so then you turn around and call the nurse, and the nurse is like, you know, well, I wasn't supposed to be there. I didn't tell him I was going to be there any time. And so, but you have to talk that nurse into when you hit that door, their perception, their understanding, their belief was you were supposed to be there at 2 o'clock. So whatever you do, you hit that door saying, I'm sorry. And that's the hardest thing, too, because a lot of people, you know, well, I'm not wrong. I'm not going to say I'm sorry. And so it's like, yeah, you are. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter what you think. It's, you know, all that matters is what the, the customer's customer perception. And <clears throat> that's, when you, that's when you practice the, I am so sorry that we had a miscommunication. I am so sorry that you were expecting me at 2 p.m. and I didn't meet your expectation. Without them saying, but I didn't have that expectation. <laughs> I didn't make that commitment. You know, it's like know when to stop. Know what to say uh-huh. and know when to stop. And really mean it. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, if I were that nurse, mm-hmm. I would be really sorry that they expected me at 2 p.m. Mm-hmm. You know, clearly... Clearly, we there was a miscommunication. I didn't realize I said that, or I said maybe around two, and they heard two o'clock. I mean, you know, there's a lot there, but don't get defensive and yeah. don't feel like, well, I'm the one who's in the right, and so your perception is wrong because that's not what my perception is or was. And why do we fight for our perception? You know, why does my perception have to be right? Because I have to be right. Okay. I mean, I'm human, and my ego says I need to be right, and I only do things that, you know, 
affirm me and make me right mm-hmm. if my ego is in the lead. Mm. So if you tell me that, you know, I've done something wrong and I don't think I've done anything mm-hmm. wrong, then I'm going to fight for that, at least if I'm standing in ego and mm-hmm. humanity mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't really learned to use different skills. Yeah, fight is ego. That's interesting because I think a lot of times in my mind I'll just I'll just roll over. Oh man, I'm so sorry. I, I should have I, I should have been here too. That is bad on me. And in my mind I'm thinking, you idiot. I never. <laughs> and so, but I just you know I don't have any issue just rolling over because I guess I don't want to. I, I, I know there's no win to that. Maybe I've just fought that so many times. I just understand. Well, Most people are so attached. And it's different in when you're in a service role, when when if mm. it's a customer or right. it's a client or it's, you know, so I think that's different. I mean, it's easier to train yourself to, you know, release and roll over, although you haven't really released if in your mind you're going that I'm idiot, saying, yeah, blah, idiot, blah, 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 <laughs> blah. I mean, just that's a minor point, Leslie. Just a, a minor point, um, you know. So um, if you're still saying what you really want to say in your head and it's the opposite, uh, it's also easier for most folks if you're thinking about, like, an elder, you know, whether it's a parent or not, but showing that respect to someone, you know, who's older than you or in an authority role. To say, okay, I'm, there's no, like you said, there's no win right. in it for me if I try to stand my ground. They have a clear perception. I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with it. So that would be my goal then is to to let go of the you're an idiot. I could you think that would be my next step. Well, <laughs> it provides a really nice laugh for us. Yeah. But I'm not sure what it's doing to your inner spiritual my inner grounding. Spiritual self. Right, right, right. <laughs> I wonder, I guess I could think, you poor silly soul. You poor, yeah, I don't know what, I guess you well, not even have a thought. Could there be? Right. Not be yeah, right. Oh, now I'm thinking, that'd be the healthy thing, huh? Or could there be, like, a word, an adjective that's not judgmental? <gasps> oh, you yeah. know. That's probably not, not yeah. an idiot. Interesting, yeah, that's true, no judgment. And the the key, because a lot of people go to the other extreme, they'll immediately say, okay, that's fine, I'm sorry, I'm really sorry, but their inner voice is saying, I must have really screwed up, mm-hmm. I must have, you know, and then they go to the exact opposite and say, I, I must not have written it down right, and mm-hmm. I'm so I'm stupid. I'm, stupid, I'm yeah. the idiot here, and, you know, when am I going to get this right? And we don't want to be at either one of those extremes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah. And you know what's interesting? I think probably the other extreme, I'm stupid, is really what I'm feeling, but I'm screaming out, you're stupid, to kind of make the I'm stupid feel better. And and I don't know. We're not going to go into psychology but that's 101. Yeah. yeah, but it is an interesting thing, and perception kind of does cloud everything. And and our fight for our own perception causes that sometimes, you know, we can we can really get into a battle with one another over perception. And everything. Everything is perception. I do have a devotion. Would you like a devotion? I, I wrote a devotion about perception. Before we even put this on the schedule? But you know, months ago. Isn't that fun how that works? It's perfect. <clears throat> It is one mind. Okay, this one is titled Perception. They are making me very upset. Another woman looked at her and said, it might not have been what they are doing, but how you interpret it. Never mind, said the first woman. Within a few moments, the first woman got up and walked out of the room. I co-facilitated a group at the women's jail, and tonight two of the women had a very interesting exchange. One group member had several examples of how other women were causing her great distress, and another group member believed it was not the other women, but the perception of the group member herself causing her own distress. It is very hard for me to hear I am the cause of my own discomfort. I have learned over the years the stronger my urge to get up and leave the group, 
the more likely what is being said to me is true. I find myself fighting for my own perception because I give myself value based on being right. I have a hunch there is no right and no wrong in God's eyes, and it is because of that non-judgment God can always stay present. If I can begin to see situations as flat, knowing it is my perception making them positive or negative, I too will be able to remain present in all situations. At the moment I start to judge, making myself right or making myself wrong, I begin to leave the situation and move into my perception of it. When I don't make someone else or myself wrong, I can stay in group, present with God in the moment, allowing the moment its natural flow. Wow. So that does talk about what we were just talking about. Yeah. We don't even need to do the rest of the show. <laughs> we'll just, like, read that two or three yeah, times, uh-huh. you know? Because uh-huh. <clears throat> that really is how it it affects us in everyday life uh-huh. with other people and our the stories we make up, uh-huh. you know? And it's, well, you and I both saw the film, the film Leap mm. last week. Awesome film. And, um, you know, so much of that is about it's all an illusion. Mm-hmm. And we put the story, everything in life, everything that we think of as tangible really is just an illusion based on the story we make up. And and so we could say also, based on our perception of it mm-hmm. and what we say it is or what we say in our mind that it means. Mm-hmm. And we can choose differently and change the story if we want to, if, you know, but it really becomes, as you said earlier this morning, it's a choice. It's our choice how we are going to interpret the people around us and the situations we find ourselves in. And doesn't it change on how... In what's going on in your head because like the same situation like traffic or something external I can have a totally different reaction to based on what is already going in my head so my perception to the to the exact same experience can change based on my internal state of mind yes would you say yes to that yeah I would say yes to that yeah. I think that uh, and I think it's kind of like a, a a barometer or thermometer of what's going on in my head is how I'm perceiving the situation. If I'm perceiving the situation and a need to fight for my thoughts or if I'm perceiving the situation as, you know, the traffic's happening to me and this is, you know, bad, then that's a reflection. I can use that as a barometer of what's going on in my mind. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Still waiting for a quote. You want to take a break? You maybe come back with a quote? I'm looking for okay. a quote. Okay, all right, all right. All right. listening to Say Yes to Spirit, encouraging you on your spiritual path, hosted by Leslie and Tracy, and I'm Tracy, and um, by popular demand, meaning <laughs> my co-host insisting on a quotation. Uh, one of the reasons I didn't start the show today with a quotation about perception was because I really didn't, I found eight or nine quotes, but I didn't find one that I just love, love, love to set the tone. Mm. But I did find a few that really do relate to what we've been talking about and what we will talk about before the end of the show. And this is an Ernest Holmes quote, and it um, is talking about where do we get our mental impressions. And 
Um, it says we are able to perceive an object because it awakens an intuitive perception within us. How could it awaken an intuitive perception within us unless the medium which created the object already existed within us? The intuitive perception was not the result of perceiving the object or, or seeing the object, but was itself the cause of the object perceived. And so it's kind of that, number one, it comes from within, the mm. story we make up. And sometimes things appear because we, we have this internal intuition about them and then, you know, everything has to fall into place. And for me, the connection mm. for that is what you were saying about, you know, the story we make up or the environment, your example about traffic. So if I'm already irritated, if I'm already um, late, if I'm already, you know, I, uh, like in The Secret when they use the example of the, the person who wakes up and they're kind of in a bad mood and then they stub their toe and then the toast burns and then, you know, they walk out of the house and they spill coffee on their shirt and then they walk out of the house already sure this is going to be a bad day mm -hmm. and then they get in traffic and then the traffic's really bad and then maybe they rear in someone and so their perception is the whole world is bad it's a terrible day you know blah 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 but part of it too is their internal intuition mm -hmm. that bad things are going to happen mm -hmm. or things they would label as bad mm -hmm. and so more bad things happen and so I think I, I like thinking about perception both of what's external to me, but also that sometimes my intuition creates the events around me. So yeah. my perception of the world brings me more things like what I believe. What I'm looking for, I will find. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. see what you are. I see what I am looking for. Mm -hmm. And I love that, and I really believe that. And, and, and we talk about in 12-step programs a lot that you can start your day over again at any moment. And yes. Yeah. And that's huge for me. And I think that is a daily practice idea to be able to notice when, you know, I'm stubbing, I'm hitting, I'm doing everything, and, you know, stop, stop, and start my day over. And I'm laughing because one day last week, my Facebook post was, you know, this happened and this happened and this happened. I'm doing all this. I'm busy, but I'm not productive. And, you know, it was like five or six examples. And I was like, what? Is, and I asked my Facebook friends, what do you do when you're having a day like this? Oh, awesome. You know, and, and that really was about what do you do to shift your perspective, mm -hmm. your yes. perception that your day is ruined? And, you know, could I have a do-over? Yes. <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, could I mm -hmm. just have a do-over? And you can. I, you know, I really believe that. Any moment you can shift your idea, you can shift your own perception, and you can absolutely have a do-over. You know, it's interesting, though, the way he used the word intuition. Yeah. Because I always think of the word intuition as, some sort of really powerful truth that I that I know that I've forgotten that I know I I, I hadn't thought of intuition in terms of co-creating and if I'm understanding you know that's how he was using it there that it was more of that that I was co-creating my experience through my intuition it was just a different way of using the word intuition that kind of tripped me up. I, one of the classes that I've taken in the last couple of years, um, there was this great discussion, and it was probably in Inward Journey now that I, because I think it was really in the last year, and um, and the discussion was about intuition, and we had a really interesting discussion about is intuition always right, mm. and bottom line the answer was no, intuition is not always right. It, mm. it just always is. It, there's always a, a it's a nudge. Mm. It's a, 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 a you know, 
it, it's an intuition. Okay, you can't use the word you're to define the word. <laughs> word is um, you know, it's that nudge, it's that direction, it's a feeling, you know, however you normally feel your intuition and you listen to it and you can go with it, but it may not always give you a result you love. But, and so it doesn't mean it's right or wrong, mm. good or bad. But if you follow it enough, you begin to know, is it a warning sign mm. or is it a direction? Mm. Mm-hmm. Or is it just distracting you away from something so that then you can make a choice, a conscious choice? But the answer itself is not always in the intuition. The intuition is simply a um, a road sign. That's interesting. Yeah, I hadn't thought about it like that. I thought of intuition as you know God's voice kind of thing. But that's but I see what you're saying. Well, God's voice saying you want to slow down here <laughs> and really think about and choose what you're going to do. Take this exit. Take this exit. Yeah. God's yeah. voice saying yeah. Um, you know, it could be very directive and very clear and very immediate mm-hmm. action, or maybe sometimes it's just a caution mm-hmm. sign. We have all these different road signs when we're driving, you know, the yield sign, the stop sign, the squiggly road sign, yeah, you know, yeah. the curving road sign, like Icy and wet, our yeah. life is so much of the time. And so if, we think, if I think of my intuition as a, as a series of road signs, mm. it's not always the same sign. It's not always a green light. It's just pay attention, look here, look within mm-hmm. kind of message. That's a good metaphor. I like that. Yeah, me too. I have never thought about like, that I like before. That. I, I, like I can that. remember it. Right. All right, that for you. It's like, oh, I like that. There, I could do a meditation uh-huh. around that or something. Yeah. And is there a way to live life without perception? I say yes. Ooh. I say yes, but you know. I say no. You say no. So tell me why you say yes. Well, I would say yes if that's the goal to get to a point where there's no story around it. That kind of like in the devotion, there it just is, and I don't make my story up about it. And it's my story that creates the perception. But I don't know. Maybe that part of the human experience is, you know, we're stuck in some perception. It's just the best we can do is choose a bright perception, <laughs> not right, but bright. B r i t g h t. So you say no. Tell me no. Hmm. Well, when you said that, I, my immediate reaction was no, and I don't want to have no perception. I want to always stand in the perception that God is everything there is, and God is good, and mm. you are good, and everything that's happening is good, or good will come of it, and that if I'm looking through, looking at everything that happens and everyone who comes into my life through the perception with the perception of love, then uh, that's not empty. Because oh, so yeah. often, it's like when we do a spiritual mind treatment for someone and, and you know, and you're, stand, you're doing the treatment for um, a change in a condition that they are experiencing, and you really have to be clear that, there's nothing wrong, there's nothing broken, there's nothing fixed, but w- here's what you want to see. You know, you want the spiritual truth to come forth. You want um, love to be present in, in ways you can recognize it. And so that's all about knowing that so strongly that even though this person is in pain or feels broken or is upset, that that. I'm I'm not going to perceive you that way, Leslie. Mm-hmm. I'm going to perceive you as whole, perfect, and complete. I'm going to perceive you as powerful and, you know, able to make healthy choices. I'm going to perceive you as um, well and abundant and prosperous. And if I can perceive you that way, even though the physical evidence is not backing that up, that's what I want. That's how I want to be in the world. And I'm not there, but that's how I want to be mm-hmm. in every situation. So, yeah. 
So having no I like perception, that, yeah. I, I, I'm, I want to make up a story that you are good in the world. I get it. You know. Now, I, I want to make up a story that, you know, the lizard cl- climbing on my wall is good in the world, too. I'm not there yet. <laughs> you don't like the lizard on your wall? Yeah. Luckily, there's not a lizard on my wall right now. I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you, and we wouldn't be having the conversation. You know, you'd be doing catch and release. You'd be doing, yeah. I'm no, just saying you'd the, be doing catch. The Buddha and me would be would be saving the lizard right from you. Exactly. Yeah, that is an interesting point, though. I guess that that is true. That the perception, if we're saying perception creates the reality, then there is no way not to have a perception. But we are always in choice of what that perception is. So we'd probably just have a blank mind if there wasn't some perception. So it's kind of like there's a whiteboard. And our perception is, you know, taking the markers and drawing on that, and it's our choice what we're drawing. And to make that moment-to-moment choice to draw, you know, the highest good, the highest good, the highest good. And do you think that that my perception for you can shift your experience? Yes. Yes, I say yes as well, yes. And I've experienced that through... Other people doing treatment or prayer or you know whatever we want to call that, um, you know that energy I can absolutely attest to can shift into a positive. You know, take my experience and shift it. Well, uh, yeah, and from the say yes to spirit point of view, if we believe that the energy of God and that spirit is in all things and that we are all a part of that, then any shift in any part of that energy has an effect on all the other energy. So in in the concept of, you know, we say we are all one and, and oneness, we're not all the same, but we are all part of this same energetic. Mm-hmm. And so if I shift that because I am so clear about something that you are experiencing or who you really are at the core level, mm-hmm. it's almost whether you believe it or not. I mean, I have caused a shift in the energetic, I in the energy. Mm-hmm. And so it has to change. Now, does it mean it will completely change everything and wipe away, you know, everything that you're experiencing? No, it, only to the point of what you are willing to accept. Mm-hmm. But I have shifted the energy if I do that treatment. Mm-hmm. Do we have on the schedule something to talk about accepting the good? We ought to. But I was going to say now that you said that, that's huge. Because really the perception is only uh, my my perception can only be as good as I will allow it to be. And I don't know if I'm making sense there, but... Well, yeah, I can only accept the good. I I do have a, a note. One of the upcoming meditation Tuesday night meditations is about allowing good. Oh, good. Yeah. And uh, you know, same thing. Like, um, how much good am I really willing to accept? Mm-hmm. How much good is too much good? Mm-hmm. You know, when people say, "Oh, that's too good to be true." Mm-hmm. Well, you know, actually, I don't. I can't remember the last time I said that because one time I said it, you know, many years ago, and I thought, wait a minute, that makes no sense. How can I say that's too good to be true, but that's what I really want to have happen? Right. I mean, I'm sending a confusing message to the universe, Mm -hmm. let alone to myself. Mm -hmm. So if that's really what I believe I deserve in my life and I want to have in my life, then it's not too good to be true. And And that's another daily practice is practicing opening that space to be receptive to the good. I think that's a daily practice for me is to get into a receiving mode of letting the good in. Um, you know, talking about daily practices, you know, how can we shift our perception? That's one way that I, I think I I need to work on in daily to remind myself of that. Yes. And if, you know, if, if the uh, perception of creates our reality and we can change or hold the truth for each other and sh- you know shift incrementally the reality of someone else that lets us then 
you know, is there a point that we become so aware and so involved in co-creating our perception that we just that we lose that fight for our perception? I mean, at some point, you know, do I just become so at peace with my knowing that you know I'm whole, I'm 100%, I'm I'm God expressing itself. Did you notice itself? Yes, very good. Um, that that literally whatever happens around me just rolls off like the saying, like water off of a duck. And I, you know, I, I think back on over my life, and I've had those experiences where what you know, it's like I am experiencing this train wreck in slow motion in front of me, and in my mind, I'm like, this is beautiful. And Amy Grant has a new song out, and I couldn't even listen to it at the beginning because I thought, this is a crazy song. Because she said, um, sometimes uh, a mother's cry or a soldier's plea to save my life is more beautiful to God than an alleluia. And that we're crying out for help, and all God hears is a symphony. And it's like this perception that, you know, there can absolutely be horrible things occurring around me, and all I see is a sunrise. It's all good. What that makes me, part of your comment makes me think about is um, when I'm facilitating conversations about diversity and inclusion, sometimes one of the hardest things to get people to do is to think in both and, mm-hmm. which you referred to a little earlier that I can stand firmly in what I believe to be true, what my perception is of the world, what my values are about what's right and wrong, good and bad. And I can also allow you to stand in your reality, your perception of what's right or wrong, good or bad, your values, and that we don't always have to agree. Mm -hmm. And so the... For me, the connection here is that when we get defensive about our perception and we start mm-hmm. defending it, mm-hmm. often it's it's either because someone has told us we're wrong or we believe the other person is wrong. And mm-hmm. so it's got to be one or the other. It's yes. that binary, that's duality. <laughs> it has or. to be one or the other. It can't be both. And so for me, this this conversation around perception is similar to that, that one of the things that keeps me from perceiving you as wrong is when I do the comparison and -hmm. think that you and I have to believe the same thing, do the same thing, act the same way. But when I can look at your behavior and say, hmm, I wouldn't do it that way, and she seems to be perfectly happy and comfortable, and that's who she is, expressing Mm -hmm. as herself, then I don't feel any desire that I have to defend how I would do it. I don't feel any desire or any need that I have to defend how I would do it or that I have to get you to do it the way I do. And so part of this conversation around perception, I think, is when we say yes to spirit and we are well-grounded in our own individual connection to spirit, that releases us from having to have a judgment about Mm -hmm. anybody else's perception of the world. Mm -hmm. You know, if it's having a direct impact on you, if someone's perception is that they should break into cars that are parked you know, on my street and my car is parked on the street. I mean, does that make it okay? No, it doesn't make it okay that their behavior has a negative impact on me. And I'm not going to be happy about that. But I don't have the power to say they're a bad person and they're ruined and they're never, you know, going to amount to anything either. Mm -hmm. I can say the choices you're making are having a negative impact on me. That's not okay with me. And, yes, I you know, I see you and I am reporting you to the police because you have broken a law. Mm-hmm. So I can still react to the behavior and I can protect myself, but it doesn't have to become, you know, a perception of this person is doomed for life. It doesn't have to become a judgment. 
you know, and it doesn't have to be uh, this person is a bad person, this person is Satan incarnate. I mean, you know, it's like this person has done something that is inappropriate in our society and that is having a negative impact on me. And while I'm going to take care of my property and my safety, I also can forgive him. And, you know, detachment came to my mind from telling the story and the concept of detaching with love and, you know, being able to love the person and not the behavior yeah. and to not be attached to the behavior and to not make the behavior. Because I think when when I get all riled up, it's because I'm making that behavior about me. You know, they're they're robbing me. Like they got up in the middle of the night and thought, I'm going to rob her. Well, no, not really. They got up in the middle of the night and thought, I'm going to rob somebody, and I just happened to be the one. And so the more I can detach my ego or my self from the situation, the more able I think I am to just see it kind of flat. And I guess that's what I'm, when I said can we, you know, live without perception, I think that is kind of my goal is I just want to see things kind of flat. Can we live without judgment? Can we live without judgment is maybe the better word. <laughs> maybe I just don't, never have. So I <laughs> think, man, what would that be like? Not to judge, not to judge. And daily practice, is there any other kind of daily practices that we can look at as shifting our perception um, other than kind of restarting our day? And the way that I do that is I literally kind of stop my mind and do like a little 30-second meditation or a 60-second mantra or something to, to kind of reboot my mind, to restart my day and to literally say, you know, I am stopping this train that's derailed and I'm putting it back on track to kind of make that image in my mind. Um, yeah, and that's a, a place where, um, well, number one, if we have the awareness and we recognize it, we can get ourselves out of the spiral. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I think we've talked about this once before, but, you know, one of those five-minute gratitude mm -hmm. Devotion, um, not devotions, meditations, or you know, five minutes out loud. What are you grateful for? If you're in a, you know, you're perceiving everything is being done to you, and you're in a victim mode, mm -hmm. and everything is really bad. To do five minutes writing or speaking out loud, what mm -hmm. is it that I am grateful for? And just the more you say things you're grateful for, the more you're going to release all those things that have been crowding your mind mm -hmm. that have been uh, distracting you from choosing love. Um, spiritual practices. There was a meditation that Alva did one yeah, that uh, is at the church, and I could be saying this wrong, but I think she had us every thought that came in our mind, regardless if it was perceived as a good thing or as a bad thing, we would claim it as good. So even, like, I lost my job, you know, I see the good in that. I'm trying to remember the exact phrase. That wasn't the phrase, but there was some phrase that after every thought that would come up, everything that we think, we had this affirming. And it was interesting over a 10 or 15-minute period how then suddenly, you know, I lost my job, I, I see the good in that, and then actually I saw the good in that, you mm -hmm. know, and it's like, you know, I, you know, want to, someone is sick or something bad, you know, and then I see the good in that, and it kind of shifts your mind to actually, to perceive the good in it, and to actually look for the good in it, and right. I, I guess there's a choice there to, to really, you know, be on the hunt for the good. Exactly. That makes so much sense to me. I, I've done a, a similar thing where it's like, uh, yeah, looking at all the, making a list of all the things that, you know, I think are going wrong or are being challenging in my life or all the people mm -hmm. who are being challenging and then saying, what a blessing. Mm. What a blessing, you know. This person, you know, told a lie about me. What a blessing. And your brain at first goes, mm -hmm. are you crazy? Mm -hmm. And... You're like, yes, I'm crazy. What a blessing. I know there's a blessing here. Don't know what it is, but what a blessing. But you're right. If you do it long enough, you, your inner mm -hmm. voice does, your inner thoughts do turn to the blessing. You know, I get to really see who this person is. And, you know, I, I can make a better choice about what information I share with them in the future. And, 
you know, I don't have to make up a story that, oh, you know, he must have been <laughs> mistreated when he was three years old and now it's showing up at 45 years old with him telling lies. You know, I don't have to make up a story that if I stand in that spiritual truth over and over again, you know, it comes to me that, oh, yeah, there is something good about this. And it does shift. It does absolutely change our minds. There's a, another perception practice, I think, that, um, uh, again, in 12 Steps, the idea of if, if I'm perceiving or I'm resentful against someone or I'm mad at someone or I'm perceiving conflict with someone is to pray for them for 30 days for everything that I want. Yes. And that just seemed crazy to me at first. I'm like, hey, why would I want to pray for them for everything I want? You know, and B, if I'm really interested in them, why wouldn't I want to find out what they want and pray for what they You know, just the whole thing seemed kind of odd. But doing that for years, that really shifts the perception. Over those 30 days, it's something melts away about the perception I had with them or the conflict or the resentment in them. So that can become a daily practice. And lest we get stuck on the um, implication that any perception we have is negative, you know, mm-hmm. some of the things mm-hmm. we do for spiritual practice also reinforce our perception that there's good in the world, mm-hmm. and I can have that. Good point. And so in that sense, we use many of the things that we do for spiritual practice to affirm our goodness and to affirm that spirit is alive and well as a living God mm-hmm. and how we show up and how others show up, helping us to see and appreciate what is good in the world. Um, that is reinforcing our ability to perceive the world as safe and whole and for us. You know, I live in a universe that is for me, mm-hmm. and, you know, God has my back. And you, you have a devotion where the, you know, I have the, have the sign on my door, don't worry about a thing, mm, right. I've got you covered. You know, what, what would it be like, you know, if I really had the perception that no matter what is mm-hmm. going on, I don't have to worry about it because God, Spirit, Buddha, Allah, you know, Jesus, the 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 spirit energy, this Christ consciousness is so powerful that I don't have to worry. And I can choose to have that perception of things and of people. And see, in that to me, that is what I'm here to learn. And I, I, I've had so many glimpses of that, and I get excited when I have them because really when I can absolutely stand in you know there is a the most powerful force in the world working for my good the dice are loaded in my favor everything you know is conspiring conspiring for my good and you know to just let those sentences end with a period and don't say oh but or you know (laughs) for everyone else you know, there's yeah. I know, I know uniqueness. that's out there. Mm-hmm. I know that's I know that's true in general, mm-hmm. in theory, right, right. right. And, but to practice that, and that is, I mean, really, if, if and I and I do a lot of that with my mind. Disciplining my mind has been the biggest challenge and the biggest benefactor for me. And stopping the story, Reverend Peter talked about that in her sermon yesterday. Stopping the story, and that. That changes my life. When I can stop the story, live in the belief that the dice are loaded in my favor, it it is amazing how that can shift the reality. But again, it's a disciplining of my mind, the daily practice of really disciplining my mind, stopping my story, and committing to believing the truth. I mean, I really, I think that's the truth, so why don't I believe it? Why don't I live it? Why don't I live it? So we can we can we can be the master of our own perception. Is that what we learned in the last fifty-seven minutes with us? <laughs> if we choose, if we choose, we were we reminded. Are the, that, we were reminded, yeah. and that our perception, our brain is going to, our mind is going to have a perception about everything that happens around us, and it's up to us to notice whether that perception is a perception that is generated from our connection to spirit, Mm -hmm. or is it a perception that's generated from a disconnection? From fear. 
with spirit, mm-hmm. which would be fear or anger or resentment, mm-hmm. all of those qualities that are not qualities of God. Mm-hmm. And so no, number one is for us to notice how our perceptions are showing evidencing in our life. What are we thinking about? What's our judgment? What's our reaction to people or to situations? Mm-hmm. And if we want then to have perceptions that are more aligned with and represent saying yes to spirit, that's what our choice is. I love that. Yep, that is our choice. We stand in choice. Darn it. <laughs> I don't want to be responsible. Why do I have to be the one who's responsible? <laughs> the choice is mine. The Why? choice is mine. <laughs> cool. So um, t- Tuesday night we'll do our meditation from 10.30 to 11 p.m. And for those who people who listen to Say Yes to Spirit, we um, know that meditation is one of the ways that helps ground us. Huge daily practice for me, yeah. yes. And our ability to say yes to spirit. So we invite you to be a part of that. And um, next week, do we know what we're talking about next week? Um, no, actually, we don't know <laughs> at this moment. But we'll know in about thirty seconds. I was gonna, I was gonna mention uh, GodInMyDay.com and Website. encourage people to go there for a daily dose. I mean, we do say yes to spirit once a week, but you can go to GodInMyDay.com for a daily dose of inspiration, and um, you could subscribe to the devotions and get a daily devotion in your email. Today is uh, perception, and so next week is commitment. Mm. You know, that's a good one to come after perception, because I think it is a commitment. My choice, I have to make a commitment to my choice, and I think that is for me, it's the discipline of making that commitment over and over and over and over again, even when I'm, you know, seeing not the result. So I like that. Good choice there, Tracy, for making commitment <laughs> after perception. I like that. Uh, yeah, it's all arbitrary, totally designed and orchestrated by spirit. And tomorrow's meditation is going to be uh, celebrating me meditation. Do we actually celebrate ourselves? You know, we say thank you for a lot of things we have Mm. and things that other people do for us. Mm -hmm. But tomorrow night's meditation is going to be all celebrating ourselves and really being in alignment with spirit and knowing that I'm celebrating the God self that I am. Oh, I love that. And kind of Yes, because I think we're taught in society, you know, that that's our ego. Don't don't get all big. Don't get all kind of you know um, egocentric. But uh, there is there's huge benefit in in being able to celebrate the good in ourselves. And I good good good. So good show and perception um, perception perception. Be aware of perception this week. Be aware that you are perceiving your experience. You are creating your experience. Next week, will you be back, Tracy? You won't be here maybe next week. I think you're on your own next week. (laughs) We're going to see about how next week goes. Yeah. Have a great week.
don't mean to be so uptight, but my heart's been hurt a couple times by a couple guys that didn't treat me right. I ain't gonna lie, I ain't gonna lie. Alexa, play meant to be. Okay. If it's meant to be, it'll be, it'll be. Baby, just let it be. If it's meant to be. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get access to over 50 million songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.